Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're with Chris Smith on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. G'day, g'day. Welcome to the program and no ordinary program, I may add. It is a Friday show and we go a little bit silly here on a Friday, which is okay. It means we can put our feet up just a bit. We can have a bit of fun and we usually have a bit of fun at the expense of major events that occur as long as they're not too tragic, of course, and some of the clowns that call themselves leaders around the world. So we'll be very, very irreverent today, a tad more than what I usually am, because after all, it is a twisted world and they don't, well, they haven't deserved our respect for a long, long time. First up, talking about someone who doesn't deserve something, that is another four years, President Joe Biden has escaped being charged for taking two bundles of classified documents outside of the White House. Now, this has only been going for 12 months. If you've been following it, you would know it is akin to what they've nailed Donald Trump for out of Mar-a-Lago. And the reason given for his escape, it just makes a mockery of not only the investigation, but Biden's ability to run once again for the White House. It really does. Uh, my special guest today will bring some colour and joy to our day, to our night, wherever you might be, and to our show. From the Big Apple, renowned legal and media analyst and veteran talkback pioneer, Lionel will grace us with his presence. He's always good value. We will talk about the President's uh, Great Escape, Tucker Carlson's interview with Vlad Putin. By the way, if you've got something to say about what you saw, on X with, um, well, they were in a very noisy room. It wasn't a studio. It was one of those big, high-ceiling, Kremlin kind of rooms. They could have selected somewhere a little bit quieter. But anyway, um, it was hard enough to try and follow the translation, let alone the echoey voices. But apart from the technicalities, I didn't mind it. I thought Tucker flew the flag for some really good causes in the face of uh, Putin's denials. But uh, you may have a view on Vladimir Putin's interview with Tucker Carlson. You can jump on those open line numbers at any time from now. From the US or Canada, 1-888-201-6425. You can phone through from the UK on 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, 1-800-670-310. We'll also talk about a bizarre kind of commentary going on in the UK. I don't know whether they've just run out of stories to write about King Charles's cancer, but they're now sort of writing about him abdicating, walking away, looking after his health, handing the reins over to William already. They've kind of got him buried up in Scotland next to his mummy. Um, I think that's a little bit premature. And uh, how rude was Taylor Swift? At the Grammys, maybe you've got a view on all of that as well. We'll get to Lionel shortly. We've got a special political guest from Queensland joining us on the program today. One Nation leader Pauline Hanson has a, a few bees in her bonnet and has agreed to chase them away right here live on TNT. And we look forward to that. He, she wants to talk about Albo's back to the future industrial relations laws, and they really are that. As a matter of fact, the front page today suggested that most major businesses were saying, 
it's kind of a flit back to the 70s when all the unions put workers out on strike and we got nothing done. Productivity went down the toilet. This is what we're heading for. That's according to business, not the politicians. But I'm sure Pauline Hanson will concur. We'll talk about the Olympic nightmare in Brisbane and a few other bits and pieces as well with Pauline Hanson. Plus our politically incorrect former radio man Jim Ball is on the show with his regular Friday segment. In this edition, the US border and can a new bill stop the flood of illegals? We'll analyse that with Jim. Where are all the great leaders hiding? Gee, it's a question I hear a lot from people who look at their prime ministers, their presidents and think, is that the best we've got? Like we are so badly serviced at the moment for good leaders, leaders that don't look at polls and treat them as their Bible, but go and make decisions that they're one, comfortable with, that fit their understanding of how the world should work and just selling it, explaining to the people how you don't like what I'm doing, but this is why you should. But they don't take that risk anymore, do they? They are risk averse. That is not a leader. Leaders are not risk averse. We'll talk about that with Jim and what Anthony Albanese had to say in question time yesterday about the parlous state of social harmony in Australia. Well, one of the worst pieces of unsociable harmony came from The Voice. It's come from Anthony Albanese himself. That was a, a terrific exercise in dividing Australia. Anyway, all of that with Jim. And we've got our talkback lines, as I say, all waiting for you right now from wherever you are in the world. Jump on that telephone and let us know. You can set the agenda. It doesn't have to be what we're following on the program today, not at all. So go for your life. You're with Chris Smith. We're broadcasting live on the Global News Talk Network. It is TNT. Getting straight to the facts. Enough with the lies. We need facts. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, this may appear to bumbling Joe Biden as a good news day for the US president. Heaven forbid he needs some good news, but it's not. Today, he's dodged criminal charges for handling classified documents after a report concluded he took strictly classified information about the US war in Afghanistan and other national security matters. Classified records were found in Biden's Delaware home next to his Corvette and at a private office used whilst he was vice president and then president. Now, the documents included a handwritten memo to former President Barack Obama going back to 2009. The memo concerned a planned troop surge in Afghanistan, but others related to national security meetings. Top secret stuff. Here's a reminder of when the news broke. It was only a year ago. This was former White House director Laura Schwartz. Where have they been? Have they been locked and secured? At his Penn Biden office, they were in a locked area. Uh, in the case of Wilmington, Delaware, they were in the garage uh, where he also keeps his Corvette. And from what I hear, he's he's really, um, <laughs> really tough on whoever gets to see or sit in the Corvette. So uh, so I trust that the garage is probably pretty secure. Um, but it's really what were they taken for? Again, yeah. mm. was it innocent and careless or was it something nefarious? Now, I would think that the majority of Americans thought that it was more, you know, sleepy old Joe as opposed to something nefarious. But back then, we didn't have the advantage of viewing the removal of those documents through the prism of Biden's shady links with China. Uh, but we do now. 
thanks to the work of the Oversight Committee, especially through the latter part of 2023, and just by joining the dots, there is possible intent. Of course, foreign nations, foreign entities that Biden did work with would have been very interested in what the next move was in Afghanistan. And so would those in Afghanistan who are aligned to China. I'm just saying that there is a bed of intent now. There wasn't back when that story broke 12 months ago. The Biden family has made a small fortune out of their connections and the business dealings they did, not only with business, but com you know Communist Party individuals and figures as well. And today it emerged that Special Counsel Robert Hur found that Biden told another person that he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs. Evidence, the investigator said, which created the best case for charges against the president. It was found he took the files willfully. I'm not saying that the investigator did. But it seems from today's findings that the actual reasons for, you know, coveting such paperwork and whether it was illegal or not has been substantially overlooked. Instead, the investigator found a number of reasons not to charge Biden, including, quote, based on our direct interactions with and observations of the president, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. How would he know what jurors in the future would feel about Joe Biden's predilection to commit a crime or not, to use classified documents to make money or to buy back favours or pay them back? How would he know? That's an outrageous assumption to make. He also pointed to Biden's age, and this is the this is the drop dead outrage, saying the former president was well into his eighties. Big deal. Age should not make any difference to to someone's guilt or innocence, and a jury would not be inclined to find for a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. So you can't nail him for committing a crime because he's too old and senile. That's the interpretation. In fact, his record of interview we read today was littered with drastic failures to recall much at all, including when he was installed as president. Trump campaign staffer Alex Pfeiffer reacted to the findings on social media by saying, if you're too senile to stand trial, then you're too senile to be president. How true is that? Of course, Trump is charged with being in possession of classified documents too, but Trump is not senile. He can't rely on that. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley added, the double standard is glaring. If Biden's defence is old age and forgetfulness, Trump can easily make the same claim. Trump should quickly hire Biden's lawyers. Good idea. And as for the president, well, he hastily convened a press conference and gloated about his Pyrrhic victory. Special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delays. In fact, I was so determined to give special counsel what they needed, I went forward with a five-hour in-person interview over the two days of October the 9th, 8th and 9th last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th. I was in the middle of handling an international crisis. Now, how's that for an admission? That's not just the boast of an alleged clean skin. It adds to Biden's image as a senile backseat president. Who is running America? 
when Joe happily dawdles on down to some nameless hearing room in Washington to answer questions about security documents, when at that very moment, the world is rocked by an horrific terror attack with the US being called on to act by the rest of the world. And they let him go? The White House is just happy to have Joe somewhere else, maybe. And maybe the administration now realises that it is much better to have him completely out of the way. This is TNT. TNT's Misty Winston. She says, how is anyone still talking about October 7th? What Israel has done since October 7th is many times worse than what happened on that day by any conceivable metric. The only way to feel otherwise is to believe Israeli lives are worth many times more than Palestinian lives. How is Israeli suffering still being centered over vastly less significant acts of violence three months ago, while ex exponentially worse violence and suffering is being inflicted by Israelis right this very moment? If your nation is attacked and you respond to that attack by immediately murdering thousands of children with incredible savagery, then you forfeit any right to expect anyone to give a shit that your nation was attacked. Israel responded to the Hamas attack by doing something much, much worse than anything Hamas has ever done. And in doing so, completely delegitimizing itself as a state and completely validating everything the Palestinian resistance has been saying about the state of Israel since day one. Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. This is generally the view of people, oh, we don't know much about Assange. Well, you should know, because whether you know it or not, he is fighting for you. For your courage and leadership and tenacity in journalism and publishing. Since 2010, Assange has been held in progressively narrower, darker, colder and crueler spaces. He has been detained since the 7th of December 2010 in one form or another. And we are now here after years of imprisonment. WikiLeaks is a non-state hostile intelligence service. I think the man is a high-tech terrorist. A high-tech terrorist. A traitor, a treasonist. He has to answer for what he has done. Assange faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents exposing U.S. war crimes. The U.S. government narrative about Julian is a complete fraud. It is a complete fraud from A to Z. Julian took on the most powerful countries in the world, basically all of them. We now have confirmed that there were plans to kidnap Julian here in the center of London, or even assassinate him. No one who instigated that illegal and immoral war has been brought to justice. But the great truth teller sits behind bars. If wars can be started by lies, Peace can be started by truth. Julian Assange is a hero. What if Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back. Well, Tucker Carlson's release of his interview, which, as I say, I will play a significant part of shortly on the program with Vladimir Putin is a big shock for the legacy media. And that kind of controversy began two days ago. Uh, the military industrial complex is worried that Putin is getting, getting his name and his message out in uh, places that they would prefer him not to be. 
My next guest will discuss this and much more. Lionel covers news and issues dissected and exposed without preconditions or even preconceptions. He's a renowned legal and media analyst and veteran talk radio pioneer. He provides honest, funny and unapologetic discussion on LionelMedia.com. He joins us, well, of course, from New York. Lionel, welcome to TNT. You do know that Tucker's not going to say anything that anybody already doesn't know. America's P Putin has been talking about this forever. <laughs> Everybody knows he, he speaks for two hours at a time. Yeah. He has exposed, he has explained everything regarding Ukraine. But for a bunch of Americans who have no clue, this might be the first time. So Tucker's going to learn nothing. This is this is just a as a great Louis de Palma said in taxi. It was just yeah. to, just to 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 the bustia curiones of the American legacy media. It got nowhere. Of course. And but 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 this is this is the best thing. Tucker Carlson, with all due respect, is is not a he's not a genius. You're not gonna learn anything new. I mean, I mean, God bless him. Listen, bless the guy. Uh, he is he he is loved by so many, you know, the legacy media. This is the guy who had on Dave Portnoy. Uh, Andrew Tate, John Daly. I mean, for every great, he's not a wunderkind. He's not Lex Friedman. But listen, all I know is everybody is watching tonight. Are you, or, or, or when it came on, I should say, what are you doing? How do I watch this? Oh my God. You know, the day that the earth stood still, bring the kids in, lock the doors. He's talking to Putin. Now, watch. Go back and watch this. Putin is a genius. This guy has been FSB, KGB, knows intel left and right. You know he's got dossiers. Watch how he sits. Look at the look. Putin Putin has a look on his face all the time, which I love. It's a, you do not impress me look. Nothing <laughs> about you is, you know. It's almost like, okay, here we go. Here's your big interview. Yes. Go ahead. He's very calm. He is, he is not uh, rude. He is not effusive. Watch how Tucker, watch his body language. He's almost like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Look at how far away they sit. I want to see more of the stagecraft. How long did Tucker have to wait when he walked in? Was it far away? Remember yeah. that table that Putin had years ago? It was like a mile long during COVID. Yes. We would say, so let me ask you. When <laughs> So, but, but j just, just watch the stagecraft. I yeah. think that's what's the most interesting. But, but Lionel, Lionel, wasn't that table deliberately placed in his main office there so that his generals couldn't actually dig a knife in if they wanted to from the other side of the room? That would be one of the, uh, the, the one who has to worry about that is, uh, is uh, Zelensky. And, 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 but just, just by the way, just a couple of things. You, you, we, we seem, I don't want to insult you, to be roughly within roughly the same uh, uh, generational parameters. Do you remember years ago when Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes sat across from Ayatollah Khomeini yes. in Tehran and said, Mr. Reverend, whatever you call, whatever your <laughs> highness, your excellence, um, may I ask you a question? And, and, and please, not from me. But many people think you're 
insane baddie out of your mind, you know. And I'm thinking, the, the stones of this guy to do this. Are you kidding me? Now, why wasn't Mike Wallace called a traitor? Why was he not accused of giving time to this despotic tyrant terrorist? Good that was okay. Bar Barbara Walters interviewed Fidel Castro. Uh, we've all, we always, and you can listen to that. If you want to see something absolutely disgusting, um, if ever you ever have to induce vomiting for me and you have to, instead of finding syrup of Ipecac, just put on Aaron, whatever, Burnett or on CNN and show me that fawning saccharine interview she did with Zelensky. It'll yes. make you puke. So <clears throat> why is, and Oliver, Oliver Stone interviewed people. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, also, Megyn Kelly interviewed Putin. Other people have interviewed Putin. A fellow by the name of John. Oh, he, I, he, he was with NBC. Then he was the NYPD. John Miller interviewed bin Laden. Yes. <laughs> so I don't want to break the, and Time Magazine would, would uh, d declared Hitler as man of the year. So I hate to break it to you kids, but. This is really not news at all. Yeah, it's interesting, though. But the reason why they've come down so hard on Tucker getting access to Putin has been because we've been so used to, in the last five years in particular, being censored for not following the right government narrative, right. Um, mm -hmm. having an opinion that might be beyond the realms of possibility. How dare you have free speech? How dare you give voice right. to an opposing view. And this is just a, the sum total of that kind of censorship. You know, we live, Chris, in a world of myth. Uh, one, one of the greatest movies of all time is uh, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, the great John Ford. And there's a line in there that is so, I mean, it, it should be uh, not just the United States, but I would dare to say your great country as well. It should be the, the, the motto. And the line is when the, the legend becomes fact, Print the legend. Just don't. Yeah. Who cares what the truth is? I don't even care. There's, name it, whether it's Israel, Palestine, whether it's, it's like, let, let, let's you and me talk for just a second. If we were sitting there and somebody were to ask us, honest to God, Chris, why did Putin quote, I'm doing air quotes here, invade why? What exactly was the reason for that? Do you think he wants to 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 reabsorb Ukraine to to reestablish the Soviet Union? Remember what he said was this great line he wrote was anybody who doesn't miss the Soviet Union doesn't have a heart. Anybody who wants to go back to the Soviet Union doesn't have a brain. Now, now this is the thing too. He had one hundred and ninety thousand troops. Hitler, in 1939, when he took half of or, or invaded the, the western part of Poland, because Russia had the other, he had almost 2 million troops. Mm. If Putin wanted to not only move in, but occupy Ukraine, he would need 3 million. He had 190,000. He's not even interested in this. He's not mm. even remotely. So why do you think he did it? He said. The bottom line is, and I think you know this, the red line for me is you are not going to have a NATO country on my Correct. border. Correct. Correct. 
And that's it. Now yeah. in, in twenty in, in twenty what was it twenty fourteen? Oh, I get my dates wrong. 20, 20, 2018, the Bucharest um, meeting, NATO through of course the the great uh, evil uh, mistress um, Victoria Newland. They said we're going to annex or we're going to invite Georgia, Soviet Georgia, Georgia, and and uh, Ukraine. Remember Georgia did this by twenty minutes. Putin. <laughs> I think he fired one shot and it was over. Over and, and done Putin with yeah. said, Putin said, I, I, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I've got to leave it there, Lionel, just for a short moment because I've got to get a news update for our viewers. Certainly. But I want to come back and talk about Joe Biden's uh, big break today and also Taylor Indeed. Swift's rude acceptance of her award at the Grammys. We'll do all of that in just a second. Let's go to the newsroom right here at TNT. Have you heard the news? The news, the news. Now, TNT Radio News. This is the news. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Tucker Carlson has released his full two-hour interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. We'll bring you highlights throughout the day. The US Senate has advanced a $95 billion funding bill for Ukraine and Israel after border security measures were stripped out. And according to the Washington Post, Ukraine's front line could soon be about to collapse due to a critical shortage of soldiers. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Let's get back to Lionel. Lionel, um, some politics now. Joe Biden has dodged criminal charges for handling classified documents after a report concluded the 46th president took the information about the U.S. war in Afghanistan and other national security matters home, but they've excused him. And if you look at the reasons why, they talk about his age and almost, he don't, they don't use the word senility, but they talk about the fact that he's not aware of the documents. And I just get the feeling that he's been uh, given a green light because he doesn't know what he's doing. Do you think? You think, Chris? Maybe? Wow. Uh, yes, uh, Robert Hur, uh, who was the uh, the the special counsel, uh, concluded, and I'm going to read this to you. Uh, quote: The Biden quote willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. But later on, he declined to issue any charges, in part because of Biden's poor recollection. In the interview. Mr. Hearst says that Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, if it was 2013, when did I stop being president, he said, forgetting uh, on the second day of the interview when his term began in 2009, am I still vice president? He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate, what was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a, quote, a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally with whom Biden signed. So anyway, so it went on and on and on. Incredible. Too old and senile to, senile to prosecute. That that was the, the reason. Yeah. <laughs> but not to be president. <laughs> That's right. So the aspect of whether he should have had the documents or not, is not evaluated. What they evaluated is the fact that he shouldn't be president. 
<laughs> well, well, that's that's your opinion. That's a rational opinion. Uh, Vice uh, President Trump, of course, is going to say, "Excuse me, I'm yeah. going to be prosecuted because I'm not senile." Yes. He's a, now here. Here is the thing in in American. I'm a, a, a trial lawyer and was a prosecutor and have dealt with this before. And when we have competence, competence is not in people call it insanity. We always say the insanity defense. It's not. It's not that. The question is, you have to be competent at the time you committed an offense, competent to stand trial and to assist your your lawyer. And also competent for sentencing. We're the only country that cannot uh, execute you if you're incompetent. You, 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 you have to be aware of the fact that we're murdering you. But in any event. Now, Chris, in order for him to do this, this is not a specific intent crime. This is not something where it's murder, where you, you take the life of a human being with malice of forethought and premeditation. No, this is called, here are the documents. I'm taking the documents with me. There's not a lot of planning, not a lot of sentience and awareness. At the time you took them, did he know what he was doing? Yes. Let me ask you a question. Let's assume that uh, when you were 20 years old, you committed a murder. When you hit 70, you lose your mind. Am I going to let you go because you don't remember what you did? No. We're going to say, at the time you did it, you were just fine. You may be decrepit now. But at the time, so if you were to try to bring him on trial, yes, he may feel um, the jury. And by the way, how a Department of Justice lawyer would even worry about, you know, the jury's going to feel. How do you know what the jury's going to feel? Exactly. Juries are brutal. I have seen things that they they show either this this savage contempt for someone or uh, or they, they feel sorry. How does he know? Correct. It's just charge him with something, but but offer him probation. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and let let me move on to his uh, acuity at the moment. Um, it's happened again. <laughs> Speaking at a fundraiser yes. in your city on Wednesday, President mm. Joe got confused, mixing up former German chancellors Angela Merkel and Helmut Kohl. The latter, an easy whom, thing to do. <laughs> they look alike, right? Yes. The latter who who died in 2017. This is I'll the second time this week that the president has mixed up European leaders with dead ones. He can't last. Forget about what? four years. He can't last nine months, can he? If you can find somehow, by the way, with your with your crack staff, uh, the the interview or the statement that he made when he was at a brewery. And he was talking about something, and I for the and I don't even know what he was saying. He was oh, yeah, yeah, very at a great length and went to foam. And people were looking like, what the this guy's got the nuclear codes? He said something that is completely indecipherable. Nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. And this is also remember at the time he ran, people forget this. At the time he ran, I remember one time, and I, you know, Joe Biden's but Joe Biden was never like this before. He was he was pretty. They said he was not exactly uh, a, a, a rocket scientist, but he was not bad. But when he, one time there was a, he was at a pool, a city pool. There were a number of African-American kids standing next to him. And they're wondering like, what am I doing in this picture? Come on, we need some kids. And they're standing there. And Joe Biden gave the famous speech where he said, when I was a kid, there was a guy named Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And I told that corn pop, and you had a you had a switchblade, and I took that switchblade and it was rusty, and I and I sharpened it. And I said, let me tell you some corn pop. 
he's a bad dude. So I'm gonna eat him with chains. And you can't go in that water because you've got processed hair. And these kids were looking at him like, who in the hell? Yeah. I said, that man is going to be the next president. And he introduced this fellow named Corn Pop to us. Yeah. And people said, Corn Pop? What is he talking about? Who is this? And this is when he was lucid. <laughs> this is when he was just, just merely uh, psychotic. Now he is senescent, wizened by dotage, you know, hobbled by decrepitude and psychotic. And so, meanwhile, Trump is thinking, I'm losing, <laughs> you know. And, the, and by the way, Chris, I love the way they say, well, his age. It's yeah. not his age. Alan Dershowitz is 85, sharp as a tack. Bertrand Russell was 150, I think. I mean, it's not age. It's the fact that for whatever reason, bless his heart, a dear friend of mine said, would you let Joe Biden drive you home from the airport? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I want to move over to the United Kingdom. Um, we've got Britain's King. Well, you Charles. better hurry up because the traffic is terrible right now. Yes, it's been he's been diagnosed with cancer. Speculation even mounting in the UK because they can't get enough of this stuff. So they've got to start on the third or fourth day making it up. Um, they're talking about an abdication. Speaking to GB News, yep. royal expert Phil Dampier said. I think it might not be a bad idea for Charles to hand it to William so that he can look after himself. They've got him next to mummy in Scotland already, Lionel. First, let me just say something, and I hope I do not. I don't know if you're a uh, uh, a, 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 a Windsor file or whatever the particular. I love these people. You love the monarchy. I, anybody who says we're going to take a bunch of inbred homozygotic cousins, mix them up. Some of the most, they are, they are demented, perverted, sick, drug addicted lunatics through years and years of, of inbreeding, recessive genes, the madness of King, you know, uh, uh, Victoria, who, what, for 40 years she was in mourning? She was in black for 40 years? I mean, come on. Anyway, first, here is this guy. He says, 70 years. I've been waiting for mummy to lapse into the next dimension. 70, whatever. I'm finally, I've got my chance with my Camilla. Remember when he had his famous phone sex? I know this is a family show. Remember yes. that classic one? Yes. He said phone sex about back about 100 years. But anyway, bless his heart. <laughs> so oh, there he is. And here I am. And this poor guy all his life, he's talking to flowers at Balmoral. His father, Philip, I mean, Prince Phil, who, by the way, is a Greek, didn't become a British subject until 1947. I, I loved it. I mean, this is incredible. And and his his lineage, his, mo his mother and father, oh, my God. Anyway, that's there. So he decides he's finally in. And son of a gun. They said, well, they went in for prosthetics and hypertrophy or whatever. He says, but we found, and they're, they're so good. They don't tell you anything and you don't, there's no leaks. We found another cancer, not prostate, but someplace else. Okay, thank you. Good night. And nobody says, excuse me, where would that be? Nobody asked that question. Never quite. How about Kate? She had abdominal surgery. For a fortnight, she will be out of commission. Thank you. Good night. Thank you very much. Nobody said, excuse me. She's she's young. What does this mean? Yes, we've got to know. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't. Now, Harry is the best. 
just bring up a screenshot of Harry and Major Hewitt. Look them back and forth. You don't have to be Mendel to say, huh, I'll be a son of a gun. This look, you know, if I didn't know better, how about Andrew and Lord Porchester? Porchy. Hello. Remember what the Queen Mother says? Ah, yes, Andrew, our little miracle. Because remember, Philip was on some kind of excursion, and all of a sudden, who's this? Andrew. Andrew? Okay, if that's what you say, I don't care. He pops up. And by the way, Andrew's the only one who doesn't look like a Windsor. The only one who even remotely. I mean, just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you've got this. So Harry flies over to spend 45 minutes with his father. Doesn't even announce. Doesn't, doesn't meet up with. And you know. You know that as soon as he gets, gets the go-ahead, you know that Wills is going to cut off whatever appendage he can. And the one who's really behind him is Kate because they despise Megan. And even, even, even Phil called her the Duchess of Windsor. Remember that? What she did to that family referring to, to, to uh, uh, Kate as a racist by merely asking, I wonder what baby's got. What family does it say? Is he going to have his mother's red hair? Is he going to have Harry? Because with this family, you don't know what they're going to come out as. I mean, seriously. It was so innocuous. It was just tragic that she would even utter such an accusation. I want to talk about Taylor Swift, and I know that you've made some points about Taylor following her (laughs) Grammy for the album of the year, but I want to pick up on one point. She physically took the album of the year statue from Celine Dion without batting an eyelid or acknowledging her. Now, take a look at this. Is this not what is wrong with today's younger generation? I sound so old when I say that, but what if, whatever happened to a little bit of respect, Lionel? Somebody one time said, be sincere whether you mean it or not. You would think... That somebody somewhere, especially when you're, what do you do at the at the at the Grammys in memoriam? Yes. You're even in the mindset of paying homage, a eulogium to the those who have fallen. You know, you would think Taylor Swift. Look, if you don't believe in the New World Order Illuminati, <laughs> whoever, do you think for a moment? Oh, who, uh, by the way, Taylor Swift, who just happens to say to all her Swifties, uh, I want to, um, we're going to have uh, voter registration. Oh, and by the way, I'm voting for, for uh, Joe Biden. Now, if you don't think, do you think that for some reason or another, this woman, all of her fame is somehow not, oh, I don't know what the word is, not artificially perhaps helped by her placement with it, and this phony baloney fuck. The Ersatz Fugazi relationship marriage. They probably have more NDAs and, and non disclosure agreements a mile high. This poor guy, pay, sign here, witness. What? What are we going to look? You want a career, don't you? Sign this. And you know, as soon as this thing's over, she's gone. This is, this is the biggest con ever. This is, so anyway, aside from that, what she did was despicable. Yeah. And you think somebody would say to her, all you have to do is, I want you to go out there and I, because this woman can sing. Celine, by the way, didn't Celine Dion look much better? Beautiful. She looks, I mean, her. she had that David Byrne kind of a, you know, stop the noise that, you know, the 
remember, you remember David Byrne from the Talking Heads? Remember that yes. big oversized? Yeah. She kind of had that, but she looked, thank God. Now, Joni Mitchell, let me ask you a question. Does there come a point? Now, please, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Mm. When your physical can actually make people feel kind of like Stephen Hawking, different story. You know what yeah. I mean? Different story. He was, he was ill. Yeah, but did, Stephen, it was okay. But but that's Stephen Hawking. We for some reason like we we he was on you know we we okay fine. Even after we found that he loves strip shows, uh, Kirk Douglas who had the stroke, it's like ooh, uh, Dick Clark, our own Dick Clark here, who would insist upon it after a stroke. There comes a point sometimes blindness. I'm please, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Blindness, no problem. Okay, no problem. But there, I I I, I felt sad. For Joni Mitchell, did they really have to do that? Mm. Could we have just said, you know what? Uh, I, but then again, no one asked me. But Taylor Swift, here's the best part. Um, in Philadelphia, not too far from us, they were out in the in the on the, the pavement outside waiting for tickets. For what? Now, again, I don't want to talk about who is famous and who isn't, but if this is not some kind of a of a manufactured uh, something maybe it's a like Gustav Le Bon crowd theory or something, because this 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 phony baloney fake hyper exuberant. Uh, gee, I'm into football all of a sudden. It's it's so it's beyond uh, fake. And you know what? It's it's forgotten. They showed pictures of her with uh, Celine Dion, you know, making up. And I guess nobody cares about this. But but by the way, did you notice, my friend, how? There was such a, re a reference back to older performers, to people of yes. I'm sixty. I was born in '58, so my I'm I'm Motown, and when yeah. rock was great, Same when here. people when people we were those the best years. That were were concerts where people I remember I uh, was a big fan of Little River Band. Yeah, Glenn Shark and B Bertles, and yeah. uh, I mean, and those were. These were great. You had to know these were great musicians. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah. a different world then. And now we have sound machines and auto tune. And uh, I'm sounding like an old guy, but you know what? No, but you're right. You're right. You're exactly right. I've got to leave it there. We, I could talk forever with you. You are brilliant. But look, that's it's enough true. to get through in one day, surely. <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. Remember that? It's a terrible joke. <laughs> Lionel, no, fabulous. Listen, to to have you on the program, we'll do it again. My pleasure. Thank you. Anytime, my friend. Thank Good you, on sir. You. Lionel, you can read, see, hear, watch uh, on lionelmedia.com. You must do that. Got to take a break. We'll come back right now with part of the interview of Tucker Carlson with Vladimir Putin. This is Chris Smith on TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. So I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, because I'm doing a climate roundtable tomorrow. I'm assuming that the network that invited me on is probably the only network that's left around this part of the country that actually allows climate skeptics to be on. It'll be interesting because I'm sure there are going to be some people there to challenge me. In any case, when I walked into the hotel, the person at the front desk 
was from Adelaide, Australia, the city of churches. See, I learned something, right? And I got to thinking that maybe tomorrow I will spring on the people that are there for almost unprecedented climate events that have occurred around Australia that are very, very important around the climate. Now, not directly with Australia, but north of Australia, the typhoon season, despite the fact that we supposedly had an El Nino going, was way, way below normal. Third lowest ever. That's very unusual. And that was the first hint that this El Nino wasn't what it was cracked up to be. As a matter of fact, the Southern Oscillation Index, which is the longest running metric of the El Nino, never got into El Nino category this year until now. But that was unprecedented when you had what we call the Oceanic Nino Index being so strong. That's two unprecedented things. Number three, the crash that is occurring in the Southern Oscillation Index is going to be the greatest on record from January to February. In fact, it may be the greatest on record from one month to another. It is unprecedented to see January with an above SOI and then February crashing the way this is. Now, in 1978, we had a weak El Nino going and then it crashed in February. By the way, they had all those floods in Los Angeles in 78. How about that? The fourth thing, the unprecedented warming of the ocean just to the east of Australia in a month or two. See that? Tonight's climate and weather watchdog was all about Australia. It's because I ran into someone from Adelaide. This is TNT Climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The voice of a changing world, Chris Smith, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, wherever Tucker Carlson goes, controversy follows because he dares to interview people that the left don't like. And in this case, the uh, military complex doesn't want a bar of and are trying to censor him, trying to censor both Vladimir Putin and Tucker Carlson, because if you don't follow the narrative, if you don't follow what the government tells you, you are cancelled. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, they failed. Unfortunately for them, they couldn't stop the interview. It went to where about three hours ago. It's already hit 50 million views. 50. There's only 11.9 million followers on X for Tucker Carlson, but 50 million views already after just three hours. For most of the United States, they were. it was too late to look at it. Um, so I'm sure that's going to rocket into the 100 million stratosphere. But I thought we'd grab uh, a segment from his interview with Vladimir Putin. I think it's important to hear what Putin has to say. Here it is. CIA did its job to complete the coup. 
I think one of the deputy secretaries of state said that it cost a large sum of money, almost 5 billion. But the political mistake was colossal. Why would they have to do that? All this could have been done legally, without victims, without military action, without losing Crimea. We would have never considered to even lift a finger if it hadn't been for the bloody developments on Maidan. Because we agreed with the fact that after the collapse of the Soviet Union, our borders should be along the borders of former Union's republics. We agreed to that. But we never agreed to NATO's expansion and, moreover, we never agreed that Ukraine would be in NATO. We did not agree to NATO bases there without any discussion with us. For decades we kept asking, don't do this, don't do that. And what triggered the latest events? Firstly, the current Ukrainian leadership declared that it would not implement the Minsk agreements, which had been signed, as you know, after the events of 2014 in Minsk, where the plan of peaceful settlement in Donbas was set forth. But no, the current Ukrainian leadership, foreign minister, all other officials and then president himself said that they don't like anything about the Minsk agreements. In other words, they were not going to implement it. A year or a year and a half ago, former leaders of Germany and France said openly to the whole world that they indeed signed the Minsk agreements, but they never intended to implement them. They simply led us by the nose. Was there anyone free to talk to? Did you call a U.S. President's Secretary of State and say, if you keep militarizing, Ukraine with NATO forces, this is going to get, this is going to be a, we're going to act. We talked about this all the time. We addressed the United States and European countries' leadership to stop these developments immediately, to implement the Minsk agreements. Frankly speaking, I didn't know how we were going to do this, but I was ready to implement them. These agreements were complicated for Ukraine. They included lots of elements of those Donbas territories' independence. That's true. However, I was absolutely confident, and I'm saying this to you now. I honestly believe that if we managed to convince the residents of Donbas, and we had to work hard to convince them to return to the Ukrainian statehood, then gradually the wounds would start to heal. When this part of territory reintegrated itself into common social environment, when the pensions and social benefits were paid again, all the pieces would gradually fall into place. No, nobody wanted that. Everybody wanted to resolve the issue by military force only. But we could not let that happen. And the situation got to the point when the Ukrainian side announced, no, we will not do anything. They also started preparing for military action. It was they who started the war in 2014. Our goal is to stop this war. And we did not start this war in 2022. This is an attempt to stop it. Do you think you've stopped it now? I mean, have you achieved your aims? Uh,
No, we haven't achieved our aims yet, because one of them is denazification. This means the prohibition of all kinds of neo-Nazi movements. This is one of the problems that we discussed during the negotiation process, which ended in Istanbul early this year. And it was not our initiative, because we were told by the Europeans, in particular, that it was necessary to create conditions for the final signing of the documents. My counterparts in France and Germany said, how can you imagine them signing a treaty with a gun to their heads? The troops should be pulled back from Kiev. I said, all right, we withdrew the troops from Kiev. As soon as we pulled back our troops from Kiev, our Ukrainian negotiators immediately threw all our agreements reached in Istanbul into the bin and got prepared for a long-standing armed confrontation with the help of the United States and its satellites in Europe. That is how the situation has developed. And that is how it looks now. But, but what is, pardon my ignorance, what is denazification? What would that mean? That is what I want to talk about right now. It is a very important issue. Denazification. After gaining independence, Ukraine began to search, as some Western analysts say, its identity. And it came up with nothing better than to build this identity upon some false heroes who collaborated with Hitler. I have already said that in the early 19th century, when the theorists of independence and sovereignty of Ukraine appeared, they assumed that an independent Ukraine should have very good relations with Russia. But due to the historical development, those territories were part of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Poland, where Ukrainians were persecuted and treated quite brutally as well as were subject to cruel behavior. There were also attempts to destroy their identity. All this remained in the memory of the people. When World War II broke out, part of this extremely nationalist elite collaborated with Hitler believing that he would bring them freedom. The German troops, even the SS troops, made Hitler's collaborators do the dirtiest work of exterminating the Polish and Jewish population. Hence this brutal massacre of the Polish and Jewish population, as well as the Russian population too. This was led by the persons who are well known, Bandera, Shukevich. It was those people who were made national heroes, that is the problem. And we are constantly told that nationalism and neo-Nazism exist in other countries as well. Yes, they are seedlings, but we approve them. There you have it. That's some of what Vladimir Putin had to say to Tucker Carlson. Very difficult to 
listen to Vladimir for too long. We had eight minutes there. It goes a lot longer than that. I couldn't give you much more because he does ramble on. He gives you plenty of history lessons. Well, his version of history, some of it I would have thought uh, needs to be questioned, but it's very hard to do that when you're not speaking the same language. Um, he did go into bat Tucker Carlson throughout the back end of the interview for for jailed US reporter Evan Gershkovich. And there was a a promise that uh, he would look at that and uh, suggested a deal could be reached to free Evan Gershkovich. So that's a good suggestion, then it's a very good result. I've got to leave you. I've got to get to some news for you. And we're going to come back with both Jim Ball and Pauline Hansen right here on TNT.